This is Becky Gannon, and I'm mad about miniatures. It's holiday season, and for the past two years, I've organized hashtag Light Up Mini World, where everyone shares photos or reels of their minis all lit up for the holidays. This year, I wanted to add a twist to keep it fresh. So the new, and hopefully improved, Light Up Mini World will be a whole weekend with more themes. Here's the breakdown. Friday, December 16th is Holiday Food and Drink. Saturday, December 17th is Pets and the Holidays. And Sunday, December 18th is Light Up Your Minis. I hope you'll join me and use hashtag Light Up Mini World. Go to my Instagram at Mad About Miniatures for more details or to let me know you'll be joining in on the fun and spreading holiday spirit and minis. And now for my guest. Teresa is an accomplished miniaturist whose work has been featured in several magazines. She is known for her beachy decorating vibes and incredible details. She's on Instagram at the Mini Beach House. Let's go talk to Teresa. Hello, Teresa. I'm so happy to have you on today. Hi, Becky. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So first things first, you and I share the love of something very special to me. The color teal. Yes, I love it. I I tend to call it turquoise. Um, they're kind of the same, right? Yeah, they're kind of the same. And and to be clear, I love teal, turquoise, aqua, Tiffany blue, um, <laughs> and <laughs> the entire family of aqua and aquamarine. <laughs> yes, yes, I love all blue. Yes. So we both love it. We both have it a lot in our miniatures. And mm-hmm. your miniature is really all about the beach. I started renovating my childhood dollhouse. And I live at the beach. And I, I just wanted a little beach house. So I just went with that. That's great. So tell me how you you have your childhood dollhouse. I'm always so envious of people who have that. And in your case, your dad actually built it. Is that right? Yes, he built it. I think I was seven or eight. I remember him building it. And actually my best friend, her dad built her the same exact dollhouse. So we both had the dollhouses our dads built. So after school every day, we'd go to either one of our houses and it was like the same exact dollhouse <laughs> anyway. And we just had this ongoing like storyline <laughs> with our dollhouses and the characters. We also had smaller homes I think it's a Tommy dollhouse. We both had that, and it came with dolls. So we played with those dolls and then also brought them over to our dollhouses. And we spent a lot of time making food out of Fimo. That was a large part of our dollhouse activity was making little food. Well, dolls got to eat, right? (laughs) That is fabulous. I really can't think of a better childhood than playing with identical dad made dollhouses with my best friend. I'm Yeah. And actually she has it still, just the way I have mine. She told me I, I've been trying for the past couple of years to get her to renovate hers too. And she is like, no, I think I'm done with it and her kids are done with it. Oh, well that's interesting. So she did not she did not fall craze to the to the new mini craze that you did. Just since childhood I've just had a really what I thought was an abnormal obsession (laughs) with miniatures 
till I found like the Instagram world of other people with the same exact <laughs> obsession. You know, I think the key to not feeling strange is not changing yourself, but just finding people who share the same obsession. <laughs> so much easier. So much easier and more healthy emotionally. <laughs> if you have a strange obsession, just surround yourself with those people. I'm yeah. glad you found it. So did you have furniture in your old dollhouse? Yes. My friend, her name's Liz. Her mom was really supportive of all of it. So she actually took us to miniature shows. Wow. I need to ask her if we went to Philadelphia Miniaturia because that would be like full, a full circle moment. We did go to a lot of miniature shows and we went to a lot of dollhouse shops, which I guess in the, what was that? That would have been the 80s. Mm-hmm. There were a lot. I remember going to this one street that just had, I think, like two or three dollhouse shops and we would eat lunch and shop. And that's what I spent my allowance on, just stuff for my dollhouse. And we made we made some stuff too. That's amazing. I'm Again, I'm just like, you just had the best childhood. And I would love to go to lunch today to, and, and hang out at a store with two or three dollhouse shops. And I'm sure all my listeners would too. <laughs> that sounds I ideal. Know. So then, you know, you let your kids play with it, right? And they kind of wrecked it a little, as I remember. Yeah. So my parents always kept it in their house. And they lived in Atlanta and I was up in New Jersey. And I, I think there was one day my mom was like, okay, you should take your dollhouse now. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not ready. I think my my older daughter was three. And uh, I knew she was going to destroy it. But my mom was like, uh, come get it or I'm going to ship it. And so I, we went and got it. And I put it in our playroom. We also had another doll. We had another dollhouse I had gotten at a yard sale for them. We had American Girl stuff. We had Barbie stuff. Okay, so you gave it to the kids. It was kind of rough. Then they grew out of it. So what made you rediscover this dollhouse after your kids got tired of it? And when was that? Well, while they were playing with it, I started to work on it a little bit. And then they grew out of it. And it just kind of sat for a while. And I think my husband started telling me I needed to figure out, are you going to re- you know, renovate it or should we get rid of it? So I decided to renovate it. And that was actually like... I want to say like two months before the pandemic. So it wasn't related to it, just kind of coincided with it. Started fixing it up and then the pandemic hit and I had a lot more time <laughs> to work on it. So I kind of got going full force. Well, that seems like excellent timing. Of course, I started during the pandemic. And you got to wonder, you know, would you have done as much for it or fallen as hard for it if it hadn't been for the pandemic? I mean, gave you so much more time, right? Yeah, I thought it was a great way to teach my kids some stuff. You know, there's a lot of woodworking and crafting and the Adobe programs like Photoshop and Illustrator. And I've always wanted to teach them those things. And the dollhouse just kind of rolls it all up into one. There are a lot of skills, a lot of life skills and a lot of craft skills there. Yeah, but they were kind of at a point where they were a little too old to be that interested in it. So I just started, kept working on it. There's nothing wrong with having something for yourself. Didn't you show your dad what you were doing too? Wasn't it a way of spending time showing him some things? So my dad actually taught me a lot of woodworking when I was a kid. He definitely didn't discourage it. My dad and my brothers all had these power tools and saws and everything. And I just started working with them too as a teenager. So I would make like picture frames and then I made furniture 
And it was great time spent with my dad as a kid. I remember my mom once getting kind of mad because we were out in the garage working on something. And she's like, are you going to come in for dinner? <laughs> and so we just, yeah, we, it was good to spend a lot of time doing that. And I remember him building the dollhouse, you know, in 2019 when I started fixing it up. I would take him and show him, and he, was, he thought it was pretty cool. Well, and so you had these great woodworking skills. That's fantastic. Yeah. That must really have helped with renovating and building furniture and all that. You said you built some real furniture, or real-life furniture size, too. What have you built? Yeah, I started making picture frames. I think that's what motivated me as a kid, is I wanted to make kind of funky little picture frames. And then I, I made a coffee table. Again, kind of a funky coffee table that I poured resin all over. I made like two armoires. Wow. I really don't know where all of this furniture is, but I remember, so to make an armoire, you have to, you make the structure and then I had to lie it down on the ground to attach the doors. And I remember doing that and then I I couldn't lift it back up because I'm a pretty small person and I'm like, oh, this is really big. Oh, that's hysterical. The miniature stuff is a lot more enjoyable in that sense being able to do all that that's that's such a gift that you already knew how to do all that yeah and we still do my husband and I are you know we do a lot of DIY stuff so it comes in handy and with the dollhouse it's so easy to just go down and cut something to make it custom so what was the first thing you did in your dollhouse I started with the kitchen and I made the stove first to see if I could tackle that I found a stove online that I wanted in my kitchen and just scaled it down and made it out of like some wood and stainless steel contact paper. And then I made the fridge. Same, I think I made the fridge out of paper and stainless steel contact paper and just all the cabinetry. And the beach inspiration. You know, when I first saw how beachy everything was, I thought you lived in Florida or at the Bahamas. <laughs> but actually, tell us where you live. We live in New Jersey. But on the beach. A little beach town. Yeah, I think the population is like 3,000. Our house is about like a half a mile from the beach. So it definitely life in this town revolves around the beach. Which is beachier, your dollhouse or your real house? <laughs> They're kind of equal. Similar styles? They're very similar styles. Yeah, there's definitely a beach theme. A lot of blues, a lot of white. I think when I first started renovating it, I wanted it to be able to sit in my real house and match. Oh, that makes sense. And so everyone knows I love turquoise and teal. And this is a good time as any to talk about Teal Tuesday, which I've started, which if you... Send in pictures to me. I will share them on my stories for Teal Tuesday. And Teresa has been featured a couple times and probably could be featured every time. <laughs> I know. I feel like I could keep sending you this. And you should. There's no limit. And I do have people ask, well, how do I know if it's Teal? Well, I guess I'm the final arbiter. And I'm, I always come from a place of yes. So unless I really can't get away with it, I will publish it under Teal Tuesday. <laughs> If I just can't in all good conscience declare it teal, then I will publish it the next day under some other hashtag to thank you for taking the time to send it to me. That seems fair, don't you think? Yeah, there's a, it runs the gamut, all the different shades that could qualify as teal. 
does. It really does. But yes, yeah, so, you know, whenever you do a theme, and so I have a beach house now too, not a real beach house, a, a miniature, mm-hmm. a real miniature beach house. And I think the question I always ask myself whenever confronted with a theme is, how far in do you go? And do you try to just go all in? Do you try to straddle that line? Do you try to get it beachy in different ways? And I think you and I have sort of struck that same balance. Beachy, but we try not to have every single thing be a seashell. (laughs) Right, you don't have to have the beach inside your house. (laughs) Although I did think about that for one room. I did think about bringing the sand in. I mean, it's so tempting. And that is what's nice in a dollhouse is you can, of course, go all out. Yeah. So right now, you know, we're looking at the Christmas season and I've never decorated my beach house for Christmas. Have you? Yes, I started last year. I never really got to a completely finished look, you know, but I made my little Christmas village that I don't know if you know about. That's a free printable I put out there and you can make it yourself. Oh, I think I saw it last year. Yeah, it's still alive and out there. I just saw some people recently making it. So I think that's really neat. Where can we find it? On my website, (laughs) theminibeachhouse.com. You know, I think I was going to make it and I discovered it too late. Oh. Maybe after we conclude, I will go print it out. It's really cute, as I remember. Oh, thanks. I just did little sketches and put them in a, a document that you can cut out. And it's actually a Cricut file. Also, if you have a Cricut, you can load it and it will cut the little pieces for you. Otherwise, you can just do it with a knife. That's probably what I'll do. But so you, <laughs> you made this little Christmas village. And what else did you do? Um, well, last year I made a Christmas tree and I can't really remember what it looks like. I brought it to Philadelphia Miniaturia. That was my first year doing the show. And I brought it as a little prop. And somebody wanted it, so of course I I let <laughs> I sold it to them. So now this year I need a new tree. And let's see, I bought some stuff at this year's show to decorate for Christmas. So Philadelphia, that was the first time you actually sold. And I know some a lot of my listeners make things and think, you know, I have an Etsy shop or I could have an Etsy shop. Do I want to take the next plunge to sell at a show? So. How did that happen and what made you do it and are you glad you did? Yeah, so the reason I started an Etsy shop was because during the pandemic when I was renovating my dollhouse and making all this stuff, I was spending a really long time doing that. And I thought if I start selling stuff, it makes it okay for me to spend this much time doing it. I could tell the family I'm working. I started doing that and Philadelphia Miniaturia, Kathy, she reached out and asked if I wanted to have a table and I said yes and then I asked my friend Marina, Marina's mini life, to share the table with me because I wasn't sure if I would have enough stuff and it kind of made me nervous so just to be there alone and yeah, she said yes and so we went together and she brought some stuff and I brought some stuff and it went really well. So we just got back, what, two weeks ago? And I think my favorite part is really just meeting everybody, talking to people, just being in that environment where everybody's so into it. It's really fun. It is so fun. I wasn't able to go this year, but I went last year and met both of you and bought stuff there. And I think you both sold out, right? We did. We weren't sure what to expect. I wasn't sure how much to bring. And leading up to it, I didn't have a ton of time because I think I agreed to do it about maybe six weeks ahead of time. 
So I just tried to make as much as I could. I think the advice is bring everything you possibly can from what I heard. (laughs) (laughs) That's the advice. Well, that's great. And so you're glad you did it, obviously, because you did it again. Mm -hmm. Did it again. It was fun. Yeah, I really love it. I just signed up for the IMOMA. And I'm going to. I'm so excited. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go in person, but I'm definitely doing the absentee vendor option. Oh, that's cool. So you can send in your things and they'll have someone else sell them? Yeah, yeah. I just really wanted to be a part of it. It seemed exciting. So I just listened to your podcast with Paris. I'm excited to go and I will be there. Apparently, I'm a minfluencer. (laughs) (laughs) you are and i will be giving away little mini mugs to people and hopefully people will come up and say hi and take a mini mug and i'm also thinking of doing some kind of podcast something like that so i'm really excited about it it'll be fun yeah so you make a lot from the 3d printer is that right i do i'm self-taught with all of that so i'm still learning. So when did you get into that? When I started renovating my dollhouse, my friend Liz, my childhood friend, (laughs) we had the matching dollhouses. She started sending me, it was one night, a flurry of all these Instagram posts of minis that were amazing. I had no idea any of this was going on. And I just spent like all night zooming into these photos and studying them and Two of us were going back and forth, like, how are people making these things? And I was like, they must be 3D printed. So I I think I told my husband, and he went ahead and bought me a 3D printer, but it was a resin one. And it showed up in the mail. I started unpacking it, and I'm reading the instructions and the warnings (laughs) and the safety precautions about, you know, you have to wear the mask and gloves and have it outside the smell yeah and it's toxic and all this stuff and it, it just kind of scared me so I wrapped it back up and I I sent it back and actually went back and ordered a filament one it's an FDM which you can have going and it's not as toxic as all the resin liquid stuff so I I just I started with that and I taught myself Tinkercad eventually after making some things with the filament printer I was like okay I think I can try the resin again so I actually bought back the one that my husband had bought me and now now, so now I have both types what's the first thing you made with your filament the first thing I made was the stove for my kitchen and for the stove grates I made them out of toothpicks little tiny pieces of wood fussy and probably pretty fragile right Yeah. And I mean, I'm pretty good, but I still couldn't get it really perfect. It was actually a pretty easy Tinkercad project because I actually traced um, an image of stove grates in Illustrator. And so you can save that as an SVG file. Then you can bring that into Tinkercad and just extrude it. So I just had that as its own file and made it like one tenth of an inch tall and printed that on the with the filament really easily. So that was my first success. So they come out and they're white. So you have to paint everything, right? Well, you can buy different color filament. So the stove grates I printed in black. Oh. They come out looking pretty good. I always think that some of the painting, I mean, obviously some of the painting isn't hard. You can spray paint it black. But at Philly, Anna of Little House of Lights gave me a little key fob. Yeah. 
tiniest, cutest thing ever. And you know, she had done the black and the silver and it was so perfect. And that, that as much as anything sometimes holds me back. I think, could I paint it that perfectly? I know since I've started miniatures, I now have lots of magnifying things. I have a, a lamp with a magnifying window on it. And teeny, teeny, tiny brushes, right? Yeah, the hardest thing is figuring out how to hold something while you're painting it. Oh, okay. There's a little bit of controversy about 3D printing. I'm I'm always mm-hmm. open to anything. But some people don't like that it's not all artisan made. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not everything is all artisan made. We have all kinds of different mass produced things, right? Right. You had an interesting perspective on it. Do you want to share that with me, with our listeners? My thought was if it exists in real life as plastic, then you can 3D print it in plastic. Is that what you were talking about? Yes, yes. That, that's, a, that's kind of a, a rule of thumb you have. I'm even more open than that. Yeah, it's not my own personal rule, but it's my excuse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I think as long as you're not passing it off with something else... But then that's that's fun, too, to, to look at something and wonder how was that made, I think, is part of the fun. And then also, for me personally, the 3D printing, I find the whole model making process just a lot of fun. I'm not setting out to try to shortcut or cheat, but the whole process of actually making the model, to me, is, is a lot of fun. It's like a puzzle to figure out how something is made. What are some of your favorite things you've made? I make that little French press that that was one of my earlier things. I think a lot of times I'm motivated by like, what would I want in a little beach house? And a French press is something that I tend to travel with when we go on vacation, especially camping or rental that we're not sure what the coffee situation (laughs) will be like. I take it with me. So I made that. We have that in common too. My husband and I love coffee so much. I call it a hobby. And it is, we know when you go somewhere, you're not sure they're going to have the, in an Airbnb, sometimes the coffee situation is not okay. Right. It's really important to me. It is super important. Yeah. And so I leave the house with the French press and a bag of coffee from our local roaster in town. So I made that. I did make little wine glasses. This is all the resin too. Oh, yes. That makes more sense. Yeah, so for the stuff to look like glass, you have to use the resin. And so I did little wine glasses. Oh, I did my um, Pellegrino bottle. I made a little Aperol bottle. And I'm kind of slow at making this just because I don't like working with that printer that much. Mm. So I I walk into my little studio and I look at it and I'm like, no, not today. (laughs) But the the filament one, I, I like a lot. It's just easier and it's more fun. It is funny how we have favorite things and not favorite things. Like when I have certain things to do, like wallpaper with lots of little windows and cutouts, I just sort of put it off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what is your f- theory on stairs and bathrooms? I feel like these are other two controversial, and I'm using that I- in quotes, topics. Some people love stairs. Others get rid of them because they're too much space. I've done both. I don't believe in the rules. I make my own rules. I am a big believer in keeping the bathroom and the staircase. Okay. And it's fine. Like you say, make your own rules. It's your dollhouse. But to me, anything that adds to the realism of it, it needs to stay. Okay. The only thing in my dollhouse, there's only one bathroom and it's pretty much open to the bedroom, which in a real life would be horrific. So I should add a wall, but then you wouldn't be able to see it. 
I have a lot of real open floor plans, so there's not a really good place for a bathroom. Yeah, the chalet that I just built, you know, the Mm -hmm. A-frame, that came with just one big open floor plan. It's really little. And so I spent like a month doing the floor plan, trying to figure out, uh, you know, the kitchen. And I wanted the kitchen to really be to scale like a real kitchen and the bathroom the same. And so when I got that far, the shower in the bathroom had to go because it wouldn't fit. That's why I put the shower outside. And so inside, it's just the toilet and the sink. But I love the shower outside. It makes sense for a beach house. You know, when you have close-up pictures of that, I didn't realize how small it was until you must have carried it out to the beach, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, and this one is on stilts, so that was kind of nice with the sand. The footprint of it is Yeah, it's really easy to just kind of wrap your arms around it and and carry it, tighten your core, (laughs) and walk out with it. What was that like, taking pictures of your dollhouse on the beach? Like, did people stop by? Were they just doing their own thing? It was sunset, and it was October, but it was a really warm day. When when it's really nice out, people just come out to the beach. A really funny thing (laughs) is we were there taking the pictures of it, and I kept having to like work around not getting this person in the background who obviously was doing like TikToks or some kind of (laughs) social media thing. She was recording herself doing something. So I had to work around that. What a sign of our times, right? (laughs) Yeah. There were quite a few people at the beach. No one was really phased by what we were doing. (laughs) There was like one, one kid who walked up, maybe a few dogs. I wonder if that's a New Jersey thing. I sort of, well, there's no beach in Toledo, but I kind of feel like if I took it to a, you know, to a lakeside that people would be like, what are you doing? (laughs) So in our backyard, we have a a dock. We have a little bit of water, like a little canal. Mm -hmm. And I've taken the ballet out there. And then also the restaurant that I built, I've taken it out there. Oh, it's so cute. Every time I lose something in the water, every time. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, you have so many little things in that restaurant, little glasses, little foods. Right. So I learned my lesson. So now whenever I take it out, I use that sticky tack stuff and I everything is stuck to the surfaces. If you move it, you really have to. I know. Just one tiny little knock and everything. <laughs> and it's not easy to get all those little things back up on the shelf. <laughs> I actually have really deep pile in my carpet. So if I'm missing something or sometimes just once a month in front of my dollhouse, I'll just kind of rake my rake my fingers through the carpet. And unfortunately, I find things more often than I would like to admit. I have lightning reflexes. If I drop a mini on the floor, I get it super quick because if I don't, I have a little dog who hears it and comes running out of nowhere to eat it. No. What is this little <laughs> scamp's name? Barley. Barley, that is a bad dog, Barley. (laughs) (laughs) She eats everything. She does. So if you drop it, you have to catch it or Barley gets it. She can hear something being dropped from a mile away. And if she gets anything, she then goes under my bed and I just hear, you know, that sound of wood or plastic (gasps) being dropped. (laughs) Barley. Yeah, she's really cute. Ziggy also will run and look at it. But he's never eaten anything that I know of. Maybe Barley and and Ziggy have to have a little play date so he can explain that. So, Teresa, you've been in some mini magazines. Tell me about that. 
Well, my first mini magazine was American Miniaturist, and it was Aurelia. I think I pronounced her name correctly. She contacted me. She found me on Instagram and contacted me that she was doing a piece for summer minis and wanted some photos. So, of course, I took a zillion photos and sent them to her. After, you know, a few months, I think I was looking online to see if the issue was out yet. And I Googled the magazine and the picture that popped up was the cover. And my one of my photos was on the cover. So I was just overwhelmed with joy (laughs) at that. I thought it was going to be a tiny little picture. That had to be such a special moment. It was. It was. Did you go running to show your kids or your husband or your mini friends? What did you do? The funny thing was is that It's a picture of the living room in my dollhouse. And on one of the shelves is a photo of my kids. So, And I think a couple of their friends that we had taken on a trip. So I was like, you are on the cover of a magazine. That's so cute. It's a great picture. So that was the first time. But I I think you've been in more, right? Yeah, uh, something in Shrunk. You know how Shrunk Magazine does these inserts, um, uh, things you could use. And it was Tiny Universe Minis makes tiles. It was a page of really pretty, of course, tile that had like turquoise and green <laughs> and blue. So I had to use it. I was in the middle of using my uh, building my restaurant. So I used that for the counter. Perfect. Yeah, so she highlighted that in Shrunk. And then most recently, it was... Oh, Doll's House World. So you were in Doll's House World magazine? Yes. And they showed the pergola that I did as an attachment for my restaurant that I did for miniatures.com. They showed that and then a shot of my dining room. A lot of turquoise. Never, never too much. (laughs) So you worked with miniatures.com with that? I did. They asked me to do the pergola. They have a kit of the month club. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the kits that they had. So they asked me to do it. I added it to the outside seat. I made outdoor seating for my restaurant. So which increased the size of my restaurant. So now taking it outside (laughs) is a little more cumbersome, but I love it. But it adds so much. Oh, yeah. And you have to have outdoor seating at a waterfront restaurant. (laughs) You do. So it's hard to take apart. You can't take the two pieces separate. No, I I glued it all together. So the restaurant itself, I originally built out of just MDF. I don't know if you saw, I think I put it on my stories or something. I I had an Ikea poster frame, a large, like a 20 by 30 poster frame. And so I took the MDF, MDF, that was the backing of the frame and the frame itself. And then the acrylic, that's the, you know, for the picture. I used all of that and built the restaurant out of that. Oh, no, I must have missed that. That's clever. My daughter had all these frames in her childhood room. I think we we put like world maps in all of them. Mm-hmm. And she was redoing her room and I she just brought all of her unwanted items into <laughs> my room. And so I had this stack of frames and I'm like, oh, I have to do something with these. So I was like, oh, I'll make a little restaurant out of it. So I did that. So eventually I put it on a piece of plywood So I could attach the pergola to it. So now it's a little bigger, but not so bad. I love when you can repurpose things. Mm -hmm. Where do you put all your dollhouse? Do you have a study, a room? It's a studio off of my bedroom. It's about maybe eight or 10 feet wide and then like 20 feet long. Oh, nice and big then. Um, it, It gets filled up. So right now I have three 
three dollhouses plus the restaurant. And then I have like two desks that I work at and it's a total mess. Well, it's great you have your own room. I'm recently in a dilemma because my oldest son, who is uh, 26 and lives in LA, and you know, he's coming home for Christmas and he mm-hmm. wants to sleep in his childhood bedroom. Well, <laughs> there's a problem. <laughs> Houston, we have a big problem. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> And it's it's now the dollhouse room. I kept the bed in there, but I added a table. And last year I was able to clean it up and he was able to sleep in it. But now it's so full of stuff. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know if I want him, you know, flinging his stuff around. Sorry, I love you, Drew. With all those little <laughs> tiny little things in my room. My room. So I'm yeah. having a real dilemma. And, of course, also, it's not fit for human beings to be in right now. (laughs) So I keep sending him pictures of the guest room going, the guest room's so nice. Wouldn't you like to sleep there? That does, yeah. That seems much nicer. (laughs) So we'll have to see what happens. I'm not counting down the days till my daughter goes off to college at all, but... I know. Well, she'll be coming home for the summer, so I have at least five years until there's an available room. Well, Teresa, it's been so nice talking to you. I just love everything you do, and I just love the style. It's so fun, and I love that. I love that. I thought you lived in Florida, and you and you live on a beach in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's parts of New Jersey that don't look like smokestacks <laughs> and highways. You said it's actually a really beachy town, right? And that your husband, who grew up in Florida, thinks it's even beachier than most Florida towns. Right. Like if you came here in July, you know, everyone's riding around on bikes with maybe carrying a surfboard and eating ice cream. And it's just it's a lot of fun. But don't visit in January or February. (laughs) It's been so nice getting to know you better. And if you go to Ioma, Imoma, Imoma, I definitely want to see you. But if not, I will stop by and take a picture of your little items so you can see them being sold. Oh, great. Well, thank you for having me. I have to say, your podcast is one of my top go-to listens. Yay! While I'm working on minis, it's just layering all the mini happiness. I like that. I love when people listen to my podcast anytime, anywhere, and I never get tired of hearing that. Always makes my day. But I especially get a kick out of when people do it listening to miniatures. Part of what I love about minis is that escape. And then when you're listening to minis mm-hmm. too, it's like I'm really in my own island and all those other fussy things can't touch me. Yeah. You get into the, the flow. Yeah, it's right. It's a, it's a mini escape. So Teresa, it was so nice talking to you. And I look forward to seeing more of your designs, especially on my Teal Tuesday posts. Oh, well, Becky, thank you so much for having me. And... I will try to come up with some new teal posts and not be too redundant. It's never redundant if it's in teal. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks again. And I really enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you so much, Becky. Bye. Bye. Wasn't that fun? I love talking to Teresa. I'm really starting to wonder if I should get a 3D printer. I would love to hear from many of you who have taken the plunge to get one or are thinking about it. My next podcast will be out Tuesday, January 10th. In the meantime, I've got lots of great episodes if you haven't listened to them all. And I'm hoping you will join me for hashtag Light Up Mini World on December 16th to 18th. In the meantime, remember, 
There are no rules in your dollhouse except for the ones you create for yourself. Goodbye.